Welcome to Stray Theater, Radio Boise's program for all things literary, performative, and dramatic, going on right here in the Treasure Valley. Today on Stray Theater, we feature episode one of the Madcap Radio Drama, The Magical Muku Mask, written by Lita Newstetter. Enjoy. The Magical Muku Mask, written by Lita Newstetter. Our show takes place in a beautiful mansion owned by a very wealthy couple, Mr. and Mrs. Moolah. As our show begins, Charles Moolah is reading the newspaper in the living room when Bernadette Moolah rushes in. Oh dear, we better hurry and get ready. The guests will be arriving soon. Soon, 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 soon. A party, party. Christ, Bernadette. This is the fourth party this week. Are you trying to drive me mad? Charles, we only have one day left to find someone who will buy the Indonesian magical Muku mask. If we don't get rid of the mask by sundown, our family will be cursed forever! One day? Cripes! Where did the time go? Oh, Bernadette, I told you not to buy that hideous Indonesian magical Muku mask. Now it is taking vengeance on us. I know, I know, but I couldn't help it. You remember that little old lady on the side of the road in Jakarta? She had her blanket covered with jewelry and fabrics and little clay pots. She looked so frail, so hungry. Then why didn't you just buy a pot or some jewelry? I don't know. It was, it was like I was looking at a lovely Balinese bracelet. It was ornate, silver with amethyst and garnet gemstones. And I was about to try it on. And then the mask. What? The mask. I think it moved or something. I just know that suddenly I couldn't take my eyes off it. And then it was like I heard a voice telling me, I belong in your house. I will look lovely in your library. Yes, it was the voice of the evil Indonesian Muku spirit trapped inside the mask. Now we can't get rid of it. Well, we have one more night to go. I'm sure one of tonight's guests will fall in love with it and buy it. <laughs> in love, in love, in love with the mask. At this point, I'd rather just give it away or throw it away if we have to. Charles, I don't think that will work. I don't understand why, but I think money has to be exchanged. Why do you say that? Well... Oh, what is it, Bernadette? What did you do now? Well, I slipped it into Nancy's bag while she was leaving Bridge Club last week. And? And I tucked it under the gardener's toolbox before he drove away the week before that. How's that? I don't know. All I know is the next day it was back on the wall in the library. Both times. It keeps coming back. And I know they didn't bring it back themselves because Jives would never let anyone into the house without telling us. Plus, the alarms around the gallery would have gone off. Yes, yes, I see what you mean. Well, this is disturbing. Why didn't you tell me? Oh, this was my mess. I was trying to fix it. When we got home from Indonesia, I hung the mask in the library. But after a few days, I started to feel kind of... I don't know. It seemed to change. It got uglier and evil-looking. And whenever I was in the library, I felt it was watching me. It scared me. So I decided to get rid of it. Okay, so you tried to pawn it off on Nancy just last week. Yes. But it reappeared the next morning. Yes. Is that when... When it started talking. Yes. After morning tea, I went into the library and it was right back where it had been. And it said, third time's a charm. 
or is it a curse? And then it laughed so loud. I remember. I, I heard. I heard the, the cackling, and I ran in to see who was in there. But it was just you. And him. And him. He said that we had disrespected him by trying to toss him out like trash. So now we had one week to restore his dignity by selling him for an honorable price, or he would curse our family forever. Ah, it makes more sense now. I, I didn't quite understand. I, I suppose I was in shock by the fact that the mask was talking. Remember, he also said he would show us just how powerful he is. What do you think he meant? I keep waiting for something to happen. I know, me too. I, I can't say I've been at ease, especially with bringing in all these guests for the parties. It's a liability waiting to happen. I suppose we're lucky it seems to have been an idle threat. Now, now let's get rid of that thing for once and for all. Yes, tonight's the night. We'll have a lovely party and one of our guests will buy him and everything will be grand. A lovely party for lovely people. Uh, what time is the party anyway? I, I want to take a dip in the pool. I need to clear my head. The butler, Jives, enters the room. Good afternoon, madam, sir. Shall I lay out your clothes for the party? Yes, Jives, thank you. Go ahead to the pool, Shark Pum. Jives will make sure you're ready in time. Certainly, ma'am. All right. One more night. Dreadful mask. Jives, is the house ready for our guests? Certainly, ma'am. Excellent. This is a very important party. Everything must be perfect. We must absolutely thrill our guests. Certainly, ma'am. If this party doesn't go the way we hope it will go, it may be the last party we ever host. Is everything all right? It will be, I hope. I'm going to go put on my face. Please put the music on and let me know the minute the first guest arrives. Certainly, Mom. A party, party, we're having a party. As Bernadette hurries off to the powder room, Brittany, the maid, storms into the living room. Oh, Joyce, have you seen Fromage? Indeed. Hmm. About it or White Hat, Roman coming. Ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean. The party's starting soon. Is the food ready? Don't panic, m'lady. I'm sure find the chef fromage precisely where the chef fromage is supposed to be. Ah, very helpful. Brittany storms out of the living room and into the kitchen. How there you are! Where have you been? I was in the bibliotheque researching tart recipes. I need something très bon for tonight's soirée. Why don't you just make mincemeat pie? Everyone loves mincemeat pie. Mais non. Tonight's dessert must be special, exquisite, one of a kind, extraordinaire. Madame said that tonight's soirée may be the last one she ever has. Huh. She said something like that to me too. Wonder what's going on. Hey, you don't think they're moving, do ya? Oh, this is the most first decent job I've had in three years. They better not leave town and leave me here. No, mademoiselle. Uh, I sensed that it was something uh, much more serious. <gasps> Maybe she's dying. Oh, she has cancer. I just know it. Oh, no. She got some kind of disease when they left the country last month. Oh, my God. What if it's contagious? Oh, we're all gonna die. It's Ebola. Calm down. You make no sense. If no. she was having a contagious disease, she certainly would not be having all these parties. And she said that this party had to be perfect, or else it might be the last one. Which doesn't make sense if she's going to have the cancer and die anyway. So 
Mars! You are ridiculous. Be gone from my kitchen. I must work. The appetizers are not ready. The game's ends are in the oven, but I am forgetting one of my main dishes. And I have not even started the tart. The what is in the what now? Okay. The appetizers. No, the other part. The Gamish corn hens are... I think it's Cornish game hen. Okay. No, it's Gamish corn hen. No, I'm pretty sure it's... Uh... No, it is not Cornish game hen. It is animal hunted for food. They call it game. And they feed it corn. So they call it Gamish corn hen. Mm, I don't think so. Silence. One of us has a certificate from Le Pompurec Academy of Culinary Cuisine, and it is not you. Fine. Whatever. I'm gonna go finish the laundry. Now what am I forgetting? <laughs> a scruffy, middle-aged man named McGreedy slowly creeps into the kitchen through the back door. Just as he reaches for one of the appetizers, Chef Fromage slaps a spatula down on his hand. Ouch! Get your grubby hands out of my food. It is for the guests. You are not even invited to the soiree. I'm family. I'm always welcome. You don't even like your aunt and uncle. Why are you here? They're up to something. I don't know what it is, but I'll figure it out. What are you talking about? They got something in that library. I'm going to find out what it is. Why do they keep having all these parties up there? Who hosts a party in a library? They have been hosting a lot of parties lately. I thought they were just getting bored with each other. Maybe looking for some other couples to, uh, you know, spice things up. No. no, no, there's something going on around here and it has something to do with the library. Well, I agree that something is wrong. Madame has been acting very strange. Miss Brittany and I were discussing this earlier. Brittany, speaking of scrumptious. But I was in the bibliotheque earlier and uh, everything is normal in there. Of course, the taste in art seems to be, uh, how you say, uh, going downhill. I, I don't know why they bought that mask. C'est horrible. They should consult with me. The French have very fine taste in art. Well, all I know is something very fishy is going on. Sacre bleu! The salmon! I forgot the salmon! I put it in the pool so I could swim one last time before I stick it in the oven. While Chef Fromage runs to get the salmon out of the swimming pool, McGreedy continues eating the appetizers. Suddenly, Brittany, the maid, rushes in. Her apron is torn and her hair disheveled. Oh! oh that stupid washing machine just tried to kill me! Hello, beautiful. Oh, knock it off. The washing machine just tried to kill me. Uh, hitting the vodka pretty hard, aren't we, Brittany? Oh, no. I'm serious. I was putting the clothes in and all of a sudden I felt something grab my hand and try to pull me in. Right, right. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. Oh, shut up, McGreedy. What do you know about laundry? You smell like you haven't washed your clothes in a month. Yeah, it sounds about right. Washing clothes is boring. I have better things to do with my time. Like hang around at parties where you aren't invited? Oh, feeling feisty today, huh? Oh, get out of here. I have to call the repair company to come fix that murderous machine. Well, I'm going to pour some of that vodka for myself. Hello? Yes, we need a repair person at 200 McMoney Drive? Yeah, yeah, right away. The washing machine is trying to kill me. McGreedy, stay out of the liquor cabinet. 
As Brittany the maid runs to the living room to stop McGreedy from draining the vodka, two FBI agents in black suits stealthily emerge through the back door. It's a good thing we bugged this place. I knew the Moolah family was up to no good. Affirmative. Excessive traveling, and I'm suspicious about the package they brought back from Indonesia. Copy that. Marked increase in visitors to the house lately, and now a homicide threat. Affirmative. Who did she say was trying to kill her? Unclear. Sounded like machine. Could be Irene, the queen. I definitely got the impression that the killer is in the house. Disgusting. Who would have done that? Copy that. Someone's coming. Hide. Who puts a salmon in a swimming pool? I am sorry, sir. I am horrified. I am so sorry. I wanted to give him one last taste of freedom. I thought it would make it taste better. Kind of like a free range, you know? Uh, but this is a uh, free pool? No? No, the whole pool reeks of fish. How am I going to get this smell off me? I'm sorry, sir. I was only trying to make tonight's supper spectacular for your guests. Kerr, what have I done? Ugh, never mind. Just finish the food. Honey, get the Epsom salts. Lots of Epsom salts. As Charles storms upstairs to scrub the smell of salmon from his skin, Brittany returns to the kitchen with a sense of urgency. Meanwhile, the FBI agents listen intently from their hiding place. Is the repair person here yet? Repair person? What's broken? Well, nothing's broken. It tried to kill me. The what? Did what now? Uh, Brittany points to the laundry room. It tried to kill me. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <gasps> you won't be laughing when they find my dead body. Stupid washing machine is after me. McGrady found the booze. Oh, I hate my life. Pardonne-moi. I was just kidding. Who's trying to kill you? Come back. As soon as the coast is clear, the FBI agents emerge from their hiding spot. We've identified the intended homicide victim, the maid. Copy that. Still unsure about the unsub. Affirmative. Her conversation with the chef seemed to indicate that she was pointing at someone who was inside the house. Copy that. Must be some kind of domestic dispute. Affirmative. The maid got involved in the family business. Copy that. Saw something she shouldn't have seen. Affirmative. Knows too much. Needs to be silenced. Copy that. Seen it a thousand times. Affirmative. I knew these moolahs were no good. Copy that. Let's go investigate. Meanwhile, the guests have started to arrive for the party. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. Hoyty. Please do come in. Your hosts will be with you shortly. <laughs> Thank you. Nice house. I'd say about 6,200 square feet, give or take. Indeed. May I offer you a cocktail? I'll have a vodka fizz, please. I'm parched. I'll make that too. Right away, with a lime twist. Is there any other way? Certainly not. How foolish of me. Uh, excuse me, the other guest has arrived. Other guest? There are only three of us coming tonight? Some party. Miss Alphila, do come in. All right, all right. Here, take this hat, will ya? It's scratchy. Gotta keep the sun off my face. Well, with my sensitive skin and all, but I, I don't know why they gotta make hats so scratchy. Indeed. Happy to take that off your hands, ma'am. Would you like a cocktail? Cocktail? Sure, I'll take a wine cooler. The pink one, if you got it. If not, I like the plain ones okay, but I don't like the blue one. Way too sweet. Blah! I tried the blue one once when I went to the liquor store down the road there. They didn't have any pink ones, so I got blue. Got home, poured me a glass, took a big old swig, and blah! Almost spit it right out. Precious wouldn't even drink it, and she usually likes all my wine coolers and sweet stuff like that. But no, poured it in her dish, and she just sniffed it and walked right out. None of them cats would drink it, not even Scrapper. 
And he ain't usually picky about nothing. Took them bottles right back to the store, got my money back. Stopped off on the way home, got some buttermilk for precious. Cause that was mean what I did, trying to make her drink the blue wine cooler. Indeed. Alrighty then. Please do make yourselves at home. I'll be back with your drinks momentarily. Wine coolers? I didn't even know they still made wine coolers. Oh, sure, they're still around. And I like those two brothers who make them. They're good salt-of-the-earth people, those brothers. They're just, they're actors. It's just TV. The porch they like to sit on, it's like a lot like my porch. Except mine's covered in cats. <laughs> yeah, porch-dwelling folks. That's what I like. Oh, you must be that greenhouse around the corner, the quite large greenhouse. What is it, about 5,900 square feet? Oh, oh yes, that house. We've seen your cats when we walk by. Lots and lots of cats. How many cats do you have, Miss... What, what, what's Alfiline. About 20, give or take. Lovely. And what is it that you do, Miss Alfiline? Ah, oh, this and that. Got a worm farm in the garage. I paint that rock sometimes when my arthritis ain't acting up. I like to sit on the porch mostly. In fact, I, I think I've seen you two go by. Got a poodle, right? Yes. Yes, uh, it's good to have hobbies for when you're not at work, right, honey? Victoria, why are you so interested in this comedy? I'm trying to figure out how she can afford to live in this neighborhood. She drinks wine coolers for Christ's sakes. Right. Uh, what was that, dear? You mentioned work. Well, we all have to work, isn't that right? I don't know. I just play with cats, give them ideas for better cat toys, and the money seems to roll in. I heard some good kids a while back, and the company runs itself. Oh, you're, you're all, all feline, feline cat, cat toys. toys. That's your company, Miss Alfeline, your multi-billion dollar company? Yep, started it in my garage, and now they got a big old factory in North Dakota. I still just make stuff in my garage. They call them prototypes. <laughs> the kids come in, we let the cats play with the toys, decide which ones are best, and they take the prototypes to the factory. Next thing you know, I'm looking at my cat toy on the shelf at Bet Palace. When you say the kids, do you mean Ray Smith and Ann Vonderskirt, the American Business Magazine Millenniums of the Year? Yeah, sure. They're good kids. Met them at the gas station. The gas station? Sure. We was all standing in line waiting for the guy in front to decide what scratch tickets he wanted. And the kids were talking about needing a project for their business class. I nosed right in. I told him, what they need is some good cat toys that don't fall apart after five minutes. I got 20 cats. Those store-bought toys don't last a day in my house. I've been making my own, and I can make a cat toy that lasts months. Plus... Not every single cat likes bells and feathers. You gotta understand cats before you can make a real good toy. They wanted to know more, so I invited them to my place, showed them the toys I was making, and they decided that their class project would be taking my toys and turning them into a bona fide business. They got an A. Well, I'll be. <laughs> I could really use that drink. Just then, Jives returns with the cocktails. Good man, right on cue. At your service. Here are your drinks. I'm quite sure your host will be down shortly. I'll be back momentarily with some delicious orders. 
So what's the deal with this party? I don't even know these guys, and suddenly I get an engraved invitation to come to their house. It is odd. They barely wave when we see them on the street. Now we're honored guests. I thought maybe the whole neighborhood was coming, but we're the only ones here. That's what's odd to me, the fact that we're the only ones here. I mean, really, three guests hardly counts as a party. I wonder if it is some setup of some kind. I have noticed a lot of cars coming through here lately, more than normal. Not that I'm a snoop or nothing. I'm just out on the porch a lot. I see stuff, you know? I get to know people's routines. Well, what possible reason could they have for inviting three strangers to their house for a party? Oh, maybe they're going to try and sell us Glamway or, or get us to... I've seen that on TV, that oh. stuff. Oh, no, I bet you're right, a cult. That would explain why there aren't more people in here. It's harder to brainwash people in a big crowd. Yes, I've heard about this before. They invite you to their house and act nice and normal, but really, they are violent sociopaths waiting to take your identity. Once they have your trust, they lock you in, take your phone and keys, and make you change your name to Daffodil or Summer or something like that. Oh, I knew I should have stayed home. They're showing that episode of Matlock where he goes out to the fancy horse stable to investigate who poisoned the jockey. I've seen it before, but it's a good one. I also like the one where that lady bakes him a pie and then her granddaughter goes missing and every time he sits down to eat a piece of the pie, another break in the case comes along and he has to go investigate. <laughs> Poor Matlock can't win with that pie. <laughs> now, if he came to my house, I'd bake him a mincemeat pie. Everybody loves mincemeat pie. He's an actor. Miss Alphalyn, no offense, but we have a crisis on our hands. Calm down, someone is coming. If we try to leave right now, they'll know we're onto something and they might come after us. We have to act like everything is okay until we can figure out what's going on. Please do enjoy some freshly prepared liver pâté with pistachios. Uh, I'm quite sure your host will be down shortly. Yes, th thank you. <laughs> A fantastic cocktail. What is it? Velvet ear? Of course it's velvet ear, honey. I'm sure our fine host wouldn't settle for anything less. Is that right? Oh, liver pate. Where's the napkin? I know some kitties who are going to be happy when I get home. Uh, are you seriously scooping that pate onto a napkin? Sure. There's only three of us at this party. We ain't going to eat all this pate, and I'll tell you what. When Precious and the rest of them get a whip of me coming through the door, well, I may as well be Santa Paws. Santa Paws? Sure. Don't Santa Paws come to your house every year? Uh, excuse me, surely you have some supperware this woman can use? Indeed. Back in the kitchen, there is a knock at the back door. Chef Fromage, do we have any supperware? Get Oh, I don't even want to know. I handle food, you handle people. Yes, may I help you? This is the servant's entrance. Hey, did somebody order a repair here? I have a report of a uh, <laughs> homicidal washing machine. Oh, heavens. Yes, I called. Oh, good afternoon, man. I'm Bob. What seems to be the problem? The washing machine tried to kill me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it that happens all the time. I'm serious. If you don't believe me, I can call someone else. 
and let your boss know how unhelpful you were. No, no, you don't need to do that. I'm, I'm here to help. So why don't you explain in detail exactly what happened? Okay, okay, well I was carefully placing the clothes in the washing machine one at a time to make sure they don't get all tangled up. Because when they get tangled, it stretches them out and Miss Moolah hates when her clothes get all stretched out. Okay. Of course, she's too cheap to just take them to the dry cleaners, so I have to do ten separate loads of laundry. That way, there are never more than seven items in each load. Okay. Anyway, I've already loaded four items and I was carefully placing the fifth item in the laundry. I think it was a blouse. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, it was definitely her coral colored blouse. The one she wears for bridge club. I love that blouse. So anyway, I didn't toss it in all carefully like because I am very careful with Miss Moolah's clothes because you can't stand it when her clothes get stretched out mm, and plus okay. it's a really pretty blouse so I'm not gonna ruin it or nothing so I was placing it in carefully so as not to get okay stretch it out I get it go on please yeah and as I placed it in gently so as not Jeez, to you're killing me <clears throat> anyway something inside the washing machine grabbed my arm and started pulling me in oh uh -huh. okay so did you see this thing that was pulling you in? Well, no, I couldn't see anything. I just started yanking my arm out and yelling, let me go, let me go. Uh-huh, and uh, did anyone else see this happen? Are you kidding? No one else goes in the laundry room. I'm the only one in the house who does laundry. Even Chef doesn't do his own laundry. He slips it in with the moolah's laundry like I'm not gonna notice his chef's jacket stuffed in the hamper. Sifra. Okay, lady. I guess we should go take a look at this yeah. killer machine of yours. Jeez, oh, I've been a repairman for 30 years and ain't never had a machine kill no one. Well, there was that incident where Sam Hill got locked in the utility freezer and no one was around that whole afternoon. Everyone was at the auction on Happy Valley Road. Uh, so to this day, it's a mystery how that padlock got on there. But uh, besides that, I've never... I'm my... not making this up. I know what happened in there. Oh, uh, don't cry, okay? Don't get us out. You called the right guy. Come on, let's go take a look. Laundry room's over here. Meanwhile, back in the living room... May I help you? Top of the morning to you, my good man. What? What a sharp outfit. I can see that you have quite discerning taste. A man of good breeding, indeed. Just the sort of chap who would appreciate the exquisite product that I am offering today. No, no, no need to be humble. I know a man of quality when I see one. When I pulled up to this house, I thought, now there lives a man of quality. And sure enough, here you are, a man of quality. <laughs> ah, yes, I'm sure you're quite accustomed to strangers approaching you, flattering you, wanting to be your best friend in the whole world. But I won't waste your time with that silly nonsense. No, I'll get right to the point so you can get back to important matters of business. But there is. But he's, he's the... not. Say no more, my good man. I'm going to astound you with a product unlike any you've ever seen. A product as discerning businessmen like yourself would surely appreciate. Uh, sir, I must Sir, no six. heavens, no heavens. No, you don't need to call me, sir. Heavens, no. My loyal and discerning customers call me Wow. <laughs> That's right. May seem like a weird name. I mean, who calls someone wow? Am I right? When I'm right, I'm right. Isn't that right? Anyway, they call me wow because it's uh, what they say. Every time I show them my newest and greatest products, I show the product, people say wow. Eventually, it's stuck as a nickname. Wow. Wow. Uh, wow, that's right. You've got, you've got it. See, uh, fast friends already. That don't even make sense. Sir. Oh, uh, back to that again, are we? Hmm. Well, I better show this unbelievable product so I can earn back my nickname. Today, I am giving you a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to purchase the amazing, mind-blowing, most delicious, chewiest, longest-lasting gum you will ever find. Just one stick of this gum holds its flavor for over a month. That's right. At night, you just put it on your bedpost, and it is ready for you when you wake up the next day. At the end of the month, just toss out your old piece, open a new piece, and you're set. 
Wow. <laughs> again, friends again, I like that. I know. You're speechless, aren't you? Sir. Oh, no, not that again. I thought we were friends. I'm so confused. Tell you what, I'm going to give you and your friends all a piece of this gum. You chew it, see what you think. I'll come back in an hour, and if you aren't completely satisfied and ready to buy a year's supply, then I'll hang up my hat and find a new job. I'll be back. Carmody, what was that? Oh, that was the weirdest person I have ever met. This is the weirdest not-a-party I've ever been to. And that concludes part one of the Magical Muku Mask. Tune in next week for the dramatic conclusion as the evil Muku spirit unleashes its vengeance. Will anyone escape? The Magical Muku Mask, performed by Lita Neustetter, Carrie Cook, Nick Garcia, Hollis Welsh, Joseph Wright, Ken Bass, Tyler Kelly, Michelle Bass, Greg Hampikian, Todd Dunnigan, Patty O'Hara, this play was written, directed, and post-production by Lita Neustetter. Recorded at the Audio Lab by Todd Dunnigan. This has been a production of Metamorphosis Performing Arts Studio, recorded for Radio Boise. Music is Little Lily Swing by Tritachium. You have been listening to Straight Theater. Thanks for tuning in.